You're listening to the Fix My Feet podcast. Solutions for every step in your journey with the nation's leading foot and ankle specialists. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fix My Feet podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Waters, board-certified foot and ankle surgeon, here today with my awesome co-host, Dr. Evan Lennertz, also board-eligible foot and ankle surgeon with Platte River Foot and Ankle Surgeons in eastern Omaha, Nebraska area. How you doing, Evan? I'm doing great. It's good to be here again. So today we wanted to start out, I know we've been slowly rolling out uh, introductions of all of our hosts, uh, myself, Ashley Anderson's uh, episode just rolled out and we're going to meet Dr. Leonard's today. So that's pretty exciting. So we're not going to go all the way back to the baby days, but probably pick it up as it relates to fixing my feet. Your early recollections, what got you interested in foot and ankle surgery or foot and ankle medicine, maybe back even before you went to podiatry school, what were some of the things that kind of led you down that path? Well, I lifeguarded for a long time when I was getting into high school. And then even after high school, first started going to the University of Nebraska. Initially, I was going for engineering and then couldn't really figure out which branch I wanted to go into and kind of switched to business. And as I was lifeguarding, I ended up getting kind of lateral ankle pain, some ligament pain. It kind of lingered on for a couple months through the summer months. And being in Lincoln, there was a, a group of some podiatrists that was pretty close to my house. So I ended up making an appointment, went over there, kind of discussed it with them. They ended up getting me treated really well, but it kind of put that bug in my ear about what's going on with this profession, what they see on a day-to-day basis. It seemed like a great profession from the standpoint of patients come in like myself who are having issues and I left feeling a lot better than I did when I came in. And that's not always the case in all fields of medicine. So I liked that aspect of it where you can have that immediate impact. So I shadowed them, you know, a couple times, a few days, shadowed some surgery, shadowed some clinic, got a better idea about it, did some research for myself at home on on the internet and talked to any pre-health groups that were at the university and all that kind of stuff and tried to get as, as good of an idea of what the profession was as I could. And the more I looked into it, the more I liked what it had to offer, variety, the diversity of the pathology, the the clinic, the the surgery aspects, the procedural aspects. And so I was kind of hooked at that point. And so I ended up switching my major again so I could go through the uh, pre-med route and and go back through um, all the, the necessary medical courses and things and then got prepared that standpoint to take the MCAT and ended up applying to podiatry schools a couple of years later. Uh, it's definitely a profession where you can, there's some very immediate things that we can do for sure as far as getting people better. So that's always a Always a nice thing. It's a, oftentimes a quality of life type of a medicine more than sometimes like a quantity of life uh, type of thing. So definitely that, that's always nice. So a couple of things I picked up in there. You're, you're from Nebraska then, is that correct? I am. I'm born and raised in Lincoln and then I lived there most of my life. My parents and a lot of my extended family are from Iowa and they, my parents came here. My dad ended up working for the university and so they set up shop here and then Ended up going to the university as well here in Lincoln before venturing out a little bit for podiatry school and residency and everything. So yeah, I'm a born and raised Husker fan and local Nebraskan. Well, great for all our Nebraska folks, local born and bred. Oh yeah. Omaha beef raised Nebraskan foot and ankle surgeon here. So. Omaha beef, <laughs> Nebraska corn far superior. It is. So yeah, yeah. You kind of got hooked chatting with these guys and, 
ended up in uh, going to school at uh, Des Moines University, and then you did your training in Michigan. I think one thing that people maybe don't understand, what is the training like for foot and ankle surgeons that are podiatrists versus other types of foot and ankle surgeons that are that are out there that they could encounter? So for us, and I think a lot of the a lot of the similar types of rear foot and reconstructed credentialed programs are very similar in that it's generally three years of residency. There's a couple four year ones out there, but generally they're three years. The first year is is pretty much a equate that to like an intern month or intern year for a internal medicine resident or a family medicine resident where you're basically doing all of your elective medical rotations. So you're doing internal medicine, you're doing emergency medicine, you're doing trauma, you're doing infectious disease, you're doing rheumatology, you're doing psychology, all of these to give you a broader base of medical knowledge and make sure that you have a good understanding of diverse pathology throughout the body because not everything, you know, originates in the foot and ankle. So you need to have a a broad training base before you get into doing more surgical focused rotations. Our second year was then all of our surgical rotations, including foot and ankle, but also included vascular surgery, general surgery, plastic surgery, all these extra ones where you're learning different techniques, you're learning different procedures. Not all of them are applicable, but all of the things that you learn in the OR, tips and tricks and different instruments and types of suture and things that you can take away from every type of a surgical profession, whether that's orthopedics or, you know, things dealing with just soft tissue, or if it's arterial damage repair, if it's plastics reconstruction and those types of things. So that, that all helps give you a more broad surgical base after you've developed that broad medical knowledge. And then our third year was pretty much exclusively foot and ankle surgery, about 12 straight months. So you, you get very good at identifying pathology in the clinic. You see a wide variety of pathology and you do a lot of surgery, uh, honing your skills, making sure that you understand a wide variety of ways to treat different patients so that you have a lot to bring to the table and you aren't ever stuck in a situation where you don't really know what to do next. And um, so I think they're all roughly that template. If you look at different training, so if you look at an orthopedic surgeon who's a, generally they will do a general orthopedic residency, which is uh, usually about five years. And then if they want to specialize in foot and ankle surgery, then they tend to do a fellowship in that, which is usually a year. The the case equivalent load in the foot and ankle comparatively is is very similar. Um, and so I think, you know, both groups are well-trained to do foot and ankle pathology. Um, it's just, a, it comes from just a little bit different location, but we get a broad base of everything, you know, medical and surgical as well. And I'm doing the fellowship here with Dr. Waters. And so we can talk about that a little bit if you want about, you know, what that entails and why you would do one and all those types of things. But I think that kind of gives a broad overview of, you know, residency. I don't know if there's anything you'd add to that. No, I, I think that's important for uh, patients to understand. I think there's a, can be a huge misconception and even amongst other medical professionals, sometimes there's a misconception that the training is just vastly different, but it's more focused on the foot and ankle, but we spend the first year, just like you said, as an intern in a hospital doing all the medical uh, rotations. I was right alongside with all my general surgery interns when I was doing all those rotations my first year. And so the medical training, uh, I know at DMU, you're in classes with all the the DO osteopathic doctors. So I think the, the training 
is extremely similar. In the end, uh, ours becomes more focused on the foot and ankle because that's what we're going to be doing at the end of the day. Just like uh, somebody who's in a family medicine a residency, their last couple of years, they get much more focused on what family medicine doctors do versus what some of the other doctors do. But the amount of caseload and the amount of time spent in the foot and ankle, there's not another training path that provides as much focus and exposure to uh, foot and ankle than the podiatric training net cracked. Would you agree with yeah, that? I'd agree with that. Okay. And I think it's definitely, it used to not be quite as standardized. And I think that's sometimes right. yeah. part of the confusion. And now that it's a lot more standardized across the board with the duration and the type of training, I think that helps and will continue to improve perception going forward and improve uh, the quality of surgeons that are coming out of these training yeah. programs. So let's, you, you hinted on this, but certainly want to talk about this. You know, I think one of the things that makes Dr. Leonard unique is that on top of three years of foot and ankle residency, he's done an additional year of a fellowship training at the Nebraska Foot and Ankle Reconstructive Surgery Fellowship here in Nebraska. And so that's another layer that's becoming more popular in the podiatric community. But still, there's probably only, I think, uh, recognized programs, 40 to 50 each year. So only 40 to 50 of these guys are getting fellowship training that uh, is another higher level of training every single year. So we're lucky to have him on the team just from that perspective, but your take on what fellowship training has been like for you and why that you think that kind of training can set somebody apart or why somebody would want to value that if uh, they're a potential patient. Yeah, I think fellowship's a big thing and I think it's going to become more of the norm as we go forward. The more training you have, the better the hospital is going to feel about giving you privileges and the more confident you're going to be, even if you have a good residency program, which I did and I felt very well trained coming out. You see a wide variety of things. You have excellent attendings that, you know, teach you all the tricks that you need. There's a difference between feeling good about something and feeling really confident about something. And I think when I get out and, and, you know, wanted to practice and see my own patients, I wanted to, no matter what pathology they were coming in with, I wanted to feel really confident in that I was going to be able to provide them a good surgical outcome because I had done enough of them and seen enough of them to feel that confidence and you feel like you're exposed to things in residency, but each one is a little bit different in the things that they see more so than others. And so there's always a couple things that you only maybe saw one or two or three of, and then you get out and you have to do one of these for a patient and, you know, they are putting their faith in you that you're going to provide a good outcome for them and that you're going to do something that you feel you're confident in and that you are trained to do well. And I wanted to have that feeling about pretty much any type of surgery that I was going to do. And so I wanted to go somewhere where I was going to get that volume and get that exposure to a wide variety of things uh, and gain that confidence in all of those types of procedures, including advanced things that a lot of other people don't necessarily see, like total ankle replacements and things like that. And so I, I felt like that was a really important thing for me. And I wanted to also bring that skill set to Nebraska because that's, that's home for me. And I wanted to be able to, you know, treat the families and the neighborhoods and the, and the people that I grew up with and grew up around. And so uh, it was a double thing for me. I wanted that training and I wanted the best possible version of it. And then I also wanted to bring that skill set back home. So uh, those were the main reasons that I wanted to do it. And, um, it's been awesome. And I would encourage 
everyone to look into a fellowship as you're nearing, you know, your second year of residency, look into that and see if those goals line up with what you want to do when you get done with residency. Yeah. A couple of things I want to hit on in there. I mean, fellowship really gives you the skill set and some really advanced level stuff that is not super common. Not every surgeon, you know, if you need your hammer toe fixed, you can probably find a guy around the corner who can, who can probably help you with those kinds of things. But we're talking about some advanced skill sets here. What are some of those procedures or maybe conditions? Patients might not identify with procedures per se, but some of those conditions or procedures that you think that you develop in a fellowship level from having a high volume of those kind of cases that, that you bring to the table. I think probably three main ones for me were flat foot deformity, which most people are familiar with, but it's a very unique type of deformity that people come in with because they almost always present slightly differently and people progress at different rates. There's discussion whether there's progression at all and whether you're just kind of coming in and things are the way that they are, uh, what the cause is, what the response from you know the foot or the leg or other parts of the body is. And so these are ones that you have to see a lot of and do a lot of surgically so that you can understand the anatomy and how it changes from patient to patient understand how things change postoperatively from patient to patient and be able to have several things in your toolbox to address problems that come up in the OR that might be unforeseen despite how much preparation you do or the the preoperative x-rays or CT scans or MRIs. There's always going to be things that crop up that you may not have noticed beforehand that get revealed when you try to fix other pathology. And so when you do enough of these and see enough variety, it helps you be able to to really adapt to changes, especially on the fly, which is a really big part of why I would go to fellowship. And the other thing is probably a, the opposite when you have a high arch foot. These are a little bit more uncommon. Uh, a lot of times they're more from a neuromuscular disorder or you know can be from other issues, uh, familial issues, genetic issues, but sometimes people just have a higher arch foot because they have a higher arch foot. And so a lot of places in the country don't see very many of them at all. Nebraska happens to see a lot of them. We're still trying to figure out what the deal is with that. But it's been a great place to train in that aspect because I get to see a, a variety of these and a volume of these that is pretty rare across the country. And then the other thing I wanted to be exposed, mm. exposed more to is that the total ankle replacements because I think as that's caught up to the total knees and the total hips in terms of quality of implants and things, it needs to be in your tool bag when you're dealing with patients who fit the bill for it. And I think it's something that you need to do enough of to feel confident in because it is a big surgery. It's something that has its issues if it's not done correctly. And so you need somebody who does enough of these that feels comfortable in these that is going to do one the correct way. And I didn't see very many in my residency and, and Dr. Waters is one of the best in the country at these and does a high volume. And so I wanted to be ex exposed to that and learn from his experience. Yeah. I mean, of course I'm very passionate about total ankle replacement, but uh, I mean, it's life changing surgery it really is for the patients when it's done well and executed well and at a high level. And, and so is flat foot and cavus foot reconstruction. And these are complex multiplanar deformities that, and that's definitely with fellowship, a skill set that Dr. Leonard brings to the table and brings to the discussion here on the podcast. So I definitely wanted to highlight those things. 
couple things. We're going to be wrapping this up here in the next couple minutes. Your two or three favorite things about being a foot and ankle surgeon or things that you've enjoyed so far in your career. I love just being in the OR. I like the environment. I like the feeling of being able to go in and, and get my hands on the problem and get it fixed. It's it's not something that you can get from every specialty. And so I think that's that's one thing about us that I really like. It helps break up clinic and it helps break up procedural things. And it's just a great way to, to feel like you're helping these patients. And, and I just love that aspect of being in the OR and being able to do that. The other thing I like, like I kind of touched on before is just, there's so many ways for us to give improvement immediately. A lot of our stuff takes time. Foot and ankle is a, it's a beast when it comes to swelling and post-operative things that can crop up. And it takes a lot of management, but there are a lot of issues that people come in with that we're able to help them with immediately or at least partially. And I think that's pretty rewarding and it helps, you know, when you've got a long day and you're going through a lot of patients and you're trying to do the best job on each one, it's nice to have some patients come in with issues and leave with a smile 